Yeah. So, how would you define a maverick? Oh my goodness! Straight in there. Um, well, I have, I have to say, my um, first things that come into my head when I think of maverick. Well, two things. First thing is that my actual company is called Maverick and Co. It's not something. It's not a brand. It's just not something that comes up on my checkbook. So it's not something that anybody sees. But one day I might use it. Okay. And second thing that comes into my head when I think of Maverick is um, Richard Branson. Okay. So I guess um, I I would look at as a Maverick as somebody who pushes the barrier, um, breaks a few rules, does something differently. Um, you know, is uh, uh, very capable of change and changing things and um, and leadership. You know, in, in different ways. I mm-hmm. guess. So, I guess. Okay. I guess. <laughs> Fine. The London School of Economics developed a maverickism scale. I'm going to give you seven statements and you just need to say true, false, can't decide. People tell me that I'm a maverick. False. I've never had anybody actually say that to me. Okay. I have a knack for getting things right when least expected. True. I have a way of solving problems which is different from other people. third option true false or can't decide oh oh god i can't be a can't decide uh (laughs) okay (laughs) i wouldn't say they're different so i'll say false for now okay i am much more productive than other people true i have very unusual talents I am generally underestimated by people. Mm, I'd say false on that one. I do things differently and better than most people when I work. Uh, true. Okay. Why do you do things differently? Uh, I think it's. I think for me, the reason I say differently to other people is um, for me, it's all down to the attitude. It's just kind of having. Um, I think I have maybe have more belief than most people. Something that I try and instill that in other people. Mm-hmm. But I think I just have a extraordinary amount of self belief put into me since birth and forever more afterwards, and feel um, feel a bit more invincible, I guess, than um, even though obviously I'm not, but feel that way. Okay. So I guess that, that that's where I'm coming from. Thank you. Does doing things differently require certain skills? And if so, what are they? Again, I don't know if there'd be skills. I guess being organised is um, a very handy skill and doing things differently. Um, because just to sort of demonstrate if you have lots of things going on, then mm-hmm. um, being organised is, is a, a key skill. Um, being able to um, change and be flexible. Um but again, I don't know if these are skills or if it's just more down to um, attitude rather than real skills. Okay. What are the challenges to being a maverick? Uh, getting people to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I find most of the world doesn't love change like I love change. You know, mm-hmm. If I see something new coming out, I, I will investigate it and see if it's going to be good for me. Okay. Um, and it, you know, and I see everybody says people are generally resistant to change. So I think the hardest thing is kind of um, 
being an, a little bit ahead and people haven't kind of caught on to you know, whatever I'm trying to do and then a few years later you see somebody else doing exactly the same thing mm. and you think, hang on a minute, I was doing that in 0506, why didn't you listen to me then? Yeah. So um, I think getting people to believe in, in whatever, whatever change you're trying to instigate. Okay. What facets of your character influence your maverick approach? Oh, um, facets of character. Oh, I keep coming back to attitude, but I think it's just that kind of just being really um, um, positive and if you, you know wanting something to happen. And if I wanted something to happen badly enough, then I will make it happen. Okay. Um, so I think see, I think it is just down to the positive attitude. Okay. Mavericks often have unusual talents. What would you say yours are? Oh, uh, see, I, don't, I suppose they are unusual because not every them, but to me, they're kind of fairly general. I think being persuasive, mm-hmm. um, being resilient, uh, being, being positive again, um, you know, um, just having that whole kind of can do. Um, and leaving all the negatives behind, and and I think maybe maybe that negative thing. I think there's a real um, kind of skill in being able to cut out the negativity. Um, and I think the hardest thing people other people might find is um, getting rid of people in their lives that they are supposedly very close to, but they who drag them down. Yeah. And I think there's a real skill in that. I will never have anybody ten feet of me ever negative. Mm. I see. Okay. How do you see rules? Well, well, it depends on what the rules are. Laws are laws, so abide by them. Um, Rules, I guess, are meant to be broken um, in some respects, but in other respects, you know, I, I kind of set rules as kind of a moral compass rather than anything else and so I have certain rules like you know just just you know never to let anybody down um always um you know turn up for them um and you know I don't see a gray area there so there's certain rules that I think you know I I impose upon myself but I would absolutely um uphold them okay other I would I would change all the time Mm mm-hmm have you always taken a maverick approach to business or was there a particular trigger? I think I've always taken a maverick approach to life. Um, so, But I guess my... Uh, probably a couple of triggers. One, when I was a teenager, I was given um, a book by Dale Carnegie and I've kind of lived by kind of a Dale Carnegie-ness ever since. Okay. But that's living and business. Mm-hmm. And I think second is kind of growing up in an era of... Um, kind of Richard Branson being kind of be the first person uh, you know that you know gosh somebody walks around and they don't wear a suit and and they're selling records from their uh, you know from their bedroom and that's how they started and yeah so I suppose those those two things would be my triggers Dale Carnegie and Richard Branson okay are you always a maverick or do you choose to be so at times always okay is this choice a conscious or unconscious decision, and why? It's not conscious, and it's only because you're asking me now that I'm kind of very conscious of it. Um, it's not conscious at all. I only have my way of being, um, um, so I, I don't have any other way of being. And I know people say, "Oh, you know, you, you know, you do this and you do that," thinking I don't know any other way. Right. What else do you want me to do? I don't know any other way. Okay. 
What are the advantages and disadvantages of being a maverick in business? Oh, well, I can't, being a you know, naturally positive person, I can't really think of any downsides. But I guess it is that the amount of times that I've been, you know, ahead of the rest of the world and it drives you crazy. It does you no favours whatsoever mm. because you're doing something and, you know, I can think of a few examples in business and I've been in business for nine years now of, um, you know, when I've done something and then everybody else catches up and thinking, oh, my goodness, I really, I was doing that such a long time ago. Why weren't you buying from me then? Mm. Okay. The downside and the upside, I mean, it's just, it's always, it's always exciting. Yes. Okay. Has age and experience altered your maverick approach? If so, how? Definitely. I get confident as I get older, for sure. So it's the confidence to... You know, maybe even five years ago, I, I might never have, you know, agreed to talking to some, you know, to you or something like this. Thinking, I'm, I'm never that person. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, now I, I have, um, you know, and I, and I thought I was confident ten years ago, but now I have boundless confidence. So I think it's the confidence that you get with age, anyway. That you, you know, you can say your piece, and it really does not matter one jot if somebody agrees with you or not, because you know the way you're going to do it is the way you're going to do it. Okay. What aspects of your life and business are you most and least maverick in? <laughs> I think, I, I suppose the aspect most is just pushing forward new ideas. I mean, as we speak, I have probably 30 or 40 things on my to-do list that I'm trying to do before I go to Canada on Friday. Okay. And, um, and there's just so many different ideas and I'm using um, you know, someone to kind of help me put some of them into practice because I just want to do them all now. Okay. Um, what was the other side of the question? What, what was the other bit? The, what aspects of your life and business are you most and least maverick in? Most and least? Yeah, I can't really think of least, I guess. I can't really think of the least. Okay. How do you... I'd have to be really pushed into a corner. No worries, <laughs> nobody's pushing you into a corner. How do you balance right. being a maverick with home life? How do I what? Be in the maverick, sorry. How do you balance being a maverick with home life? I don't separate it. I just I just have the one life. Okay. And I put everything into it. So I don't have I don't have that whole balance argument because I, I don't separate it out. Okay. Is any part of being a maverick related to the legacy you want to leave behind? Oh my goodness. What a massive question. Uh, I mean, all, all of it, but I guess, um, you know, if I wanted someone to talk about me after I'd gone, I'd, you know, I'd, oh, God, that's so tough. I'd say, um, you know, hopefully they'll say things like, you know, she wasn't afraid to change and she was prepared to push things and push the barriers and to make, make things better in life and that kind of stuff. Okay. How much, if anything, of being a maverick is related to give back? It's related... To give back. To give back? Yeah. Oh, so much. Um, I mean, it goes back to kind of having, you know, my own set of rules on, you know, making sure that, um, you know, I wouldn't let anybody down. I'd always be there for people and I would always promise what I deliver um, and all of that. I mean, I always have a certain part of my, my life or my business, you know, whichever way you want to separate it out. Mm. And, um, you know, giving back, you know, project that I'm working on now, um, 
um, so my big projects working with 21 social entrepreneurs but yeah. really everything um, you know um, the way I is really I don't create my where I'm earning to where I'm not earning yeah. as long as I've got enough for coffee and and the travel and the travel okay <laughs> Okay. And yeah, I get paid for. I do because I want to support the cause, I support a person, or support a business. Okay. How do your ethics and values impact on being a maverick? Do you think? Yeah, it has totally. The reason, only one reason that I started in business in the first place, and it's not the kind of traditional reasons. The only reason that I started was because I couldn't find any company that had my ethics and my standards, okay. and I gave up. So I thought, well, the only way I can uphold my ethics... Set your own up. Yeah. Okay. That was the one and only reason. Yeah. Okay. Mavericks tend to be risk takers. What's the biggest risk you have taken in business to date? Yeah, so the, I mean, the biggest risk I, I took was several years, I think it was about 06, and moved from service offices to my own offices, um, so a big jumping out goings, because I wanted to set up um, like a co-working hub, mm-hmm. and um, and I even called it a business hub, which is a name that kind of turns my stomach now, because there are so many of buildings yeah. called the business hub, but then it, it, I, it was the only one, <laughs> so uh, it was all um, brand new, and I just, it just couldn't get the enough um, people through the doors, right. so I, I, you know, I could have just had an office to myself, like, and with, with my two employees, and didn't need it at all yeah. so but the whole point was that we had meeting room and we had to kind of hourly or people could join a club and you know it's so pretty much stuff that's standard stuff these days but mm. not then okay. so um so I, that was probably the biggest risk and the most costliest risk it took it cost me a fortune how many business well how many ventures have you taken in the past five years i can't count them my goodness i tend to have um I tend to have kind of three main areas. Ever since I've started, I know I started with one area, then I had two, then I had three. Mm-hmm. And I tend to have three main areas that I work in, so three different brands that I work in mm-hmm. um, any, any one time. And I think now, nine years down the line, is the, is the most defined, you know, they're the most defined sort of um, areas so um, so when people ask me what I do, I can I can say it. Whereas never you know I could never do that twenty second thing. So um, so I so I tend to have you know um, three on on the go, and then within that there's lots of kind of sub sort of um, projects and brands, but there's always about three. Okay, what would you consider are the characteristics of a successful venture? Um, the one that people respond to. Okay. Um, so a lot of people buy into. I think that's that's the most important thing. Okay. And um, because no matter how much you enjoy it, unless people buy in and respond to it, um, yeah. you can be having all the fun that you want to have, but you're not if you're not actually earning any revenue from it, then it's mm-hmm. uh, it's a little bit pointless. So people need to be able to buy in. So I think so that's the most important criteria for me. Okay. So of the ventures that you've had, what percentage would you say were successful according to your definition? Okay, well, that just depends on um, where I am in mm-hmm. the in the um, 
you know, in the last nine years, I guess. Are you looking at kind of right now? Or? I was, uh, the question was how many had you done in the last five years, but you said you did quite a number. Oh, uh, okay. So I probably, oh, that's interesting. Um, I don't know, but be quite low. It's probably something, you know, if you think of them all, it, all in all over the, over the decade, mm. I'd say probably maybe 30%. Okay. Doesn't mean that's thirty percent revenue, but in terms of the amount of ideas that have actually really worked and responded to, I'd say thirty percent. Okay. What did you do that made the ones that you said were successful successful? Right place at the right time. Okay. So nothing. So so my you know obviously there's no such thing as luck in business or anything else. So it is just how, how much I pushed um, and got the right people to. Um, learn, you know, learn about what I was doing, and then getting them to respond and spreading the word. So it's just, you know, the right, the right project, the right time with the right people. Okay, of the percentage that were unsuccessful, what would you consider was the main reason for their failure? Just, you know, just what I've been saying, really. Mm-hmm. That just, you know, had I done a, you know, a project like the hub, you know, now, well, maybe not now, but three years ago, mm. it would have worked. Mm. Um, so it's just kind of the, the timing, just trying to push something onto the general world's public before they're ready for it. Okay. How important is team to you as a maverick? Team. Mm-hmm. I well, I look at it as as my um, I I look at it as my inner circle mm-hmm. because I outsource everything. So I haven't had employees for about four or five years now. Right. So I outsource everything. So to me, I have. Um, an inner circle of people that I can absolutely hand on heart rely on, mm. whether that's they're spreading the word for me or whether that's they're turning up at events that I'm doing or whether they're promoting the products or services that I'm offering. Okay. And then part of that inner circle are also the people that will, that would um, work for me that I can trust. Okay. So I, I call it an inner circle for my team. Okay. Does being a maverick affect your approach to leadership? Yeah, I would say um, with leadership, um, I, I I am enjoying managing people like some years ago. So I inspire people or leadership, being able to get people into your ideas and persuading them and some different things. So on the management side of leadership, not interested. On the other hand, I think it's by that people kind of follow me or, or have um, business. Okay. Um, is there anyone who's a maverick that inspires you? That I know or, or Anybody in the world? In the world. At large? Yeah. In the world, okay. Well, definitely. Well, I mentioned Rita Richard Brandon and, um, and the Dale Carnegie kind of uh, ethos of working, even though obviously the man himself is long gone, but, um, but that ethos of working is what inspires me. And... Yeah. And slightly on an emotional level, my um, mum and dad, who are also long past, but mum and dad were um, massively inspiring to very different people. And I make up about 70% of my dad and 30% of my mum. Okay. Okay, final question. What would you have liked to have been asked that I haven't asked you? Oh, my goodness. Uh, um, uh, I don't know, maybe um, what motivates me. Okay. (laughs) Okay, thank you.